What's good, everybody, man? What's good? Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show, man. Hey, we are back for another week. I'm excited, man. We got some great, great topics to talk about. Got some people uh, coming on the show. Some will come, you know, will hop in when they can. But um, first guy I want to bring up, his name is Brandon. Um, he's a passionate Washington football slash Redskins fan. He's been a fan for a while. Uh, so, yeah, Brandon, man, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let me kind of go over like the rundown of the topics that we're going to talk about today. And then we'll kind of go from there. We'll just kind of flow. And uh, there's a few things that I'm going to uh, talk about that's not on the show notes. So don't get nervous. Don't get nervous, Brandon. So um, on this episode, we're going to talk about what grade would we give the Washington football team uh, quarterback room? Uh-oh, we got Ladarius in the building, man. What's good, Ladarius? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. Um, we're also going to talk about which rookie has the uh, biggest impact this year and why. Okay. Then we're going to talk about uh, tonight's debate is Kelvin Harmon versus Antonio Gandy-Golden. For those of you guys that follow me on YouTube, <laughs> we got third down. He says, Spanish Jesus. Stop. Just stop that. <laughs> stop that. He's a big Steven Montez fan. So anytime you see a stream and you see third down, he's going to yell out Spanish Jesus. That's just, that's just what he does. But yeah, so the great debate tonight. And for those of you guys who are watching live, man, be sure to come on in and chime in, man. We're going to talk Kelvin Harmon versus Antonio Gandy Golden. For those of you that follow me on YouTube, you guys see that I've done a video. I have a camp battle series that I got going uh, right now. I have uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden versus Harmon. I have, uh, uh-oh, we got Phil in the building. What up, Phil? He's a regular on the show. Appreciate you hopping on the stream, uh, brother. Uh, so we got um, what player is going to be a sleeper this year on defense. Then uh, we're going to talk about, um, you know, we have these homegrown players that we've been drafting, and we've been drafting pretty, pretty well. So it's time to start paying our guys. So we're going to talk about who are the next three guys to get paid. So this are these are the show notes, but then you guys know how I roll. Sometimes I just talk about something that's not in the show notes. Like I do have notes on Antonio, uh, Antonio Gibson. I'm going to be talking about that very shortly. I'm going to be doing a comparison of how Antonio Gibson in comparison to Christian McCaffrey, who was both coached by Ron Rivera. So that's going to be an interesting uh, talk as well. So let's kick this thing off with what grade would you give the Washington football team quarterback room? On this quarterback room, we have Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> the Fitz magic, or he could be Fitz tragic, right? We have Steven Montez, Spanish Jesus. <laughs> we have, uh, we have, uh, who else? Kyle Allen. A legend. And we have Taylor Heineke. So we got four guys, uh, one veteran, and three young pups um, in that quarterback room. Brandon, what grade would you give that quarterback room? Uh, with the Fitz having the only experience, I would mm -hmm. give the quarterback room a C, especially with how Fitzmagic plays. Uh, it's basically good. You know, you're guessing on each week. Um, so, I mean, the quarterback room alone, I would give a C. And especially with Tyler Heineke, it's a small sample size of two games. Uh, yeah, he had a, like the overall grade for the playoff game was a B plus. Uh, I mean, but there's a small sample size. Kyle Allen, 
when he first was with the Panthers, he did start his career off with a couple of 400-yard passing games. Well, then uh, he had uh, several interceptions. Uh, his play was horrible after that. Uh, but altogether, I would give it a C. I mean, I feel you. I think C is very, very fair. I mean, you look at the group, it's nothing fancy, nothing that's going to wow you. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, a C is definitely, definitely what I would uh, do. So, Phil said uh, trade for Antonio Gandy. I mean, sorry, not Antonio Gandy Golden, but Antonio Gibson in fantasy, most definitely. I'm getting I'm getting that guy everywhere that I can right now, currently. Um, T-Ho said, hello, Manny. I'm so hyped for the season. What's good, T-Ho, man? Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Um, Phil commented in the stream. He says, I agree with Brandon on the C grade with the potential to be a B, still better than an F grade from last year. Yes, every quarterback we had last year was terrible. I'm sorry. Alex Smith, thanks for coming back and being inspiring. But look, your play for the most part was terrible. I mean, I'm just going to I'm just going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. Dwayne Haskins, ultra trash. Okay, he was ultra trash. I have friends who are family of Dwayne Haskins. If you're listening, I'm sorry. It just is what it is. Um, And then Taylor Heineke gave us like five quarters of good football, you know, and um, OTAs went down today and um, they were talking about how how uh, great things are happening in OTAs right now. And um, Taylor Heineke actually gained some weight. He gained some weight. He gained about 15 pounds. So um, he could be a guy. People are talking like he can be a guy that finishes the season as the Washington football quarterback. What do you think about this, Brandon? I definitely agree with that. Um, and also, Daniel Kelly came out with an article recently um, saying that we already have our future quarterback on the roster. Um, and if you think about it, it is kind of correct because when is the last time we've seen a quarterback play the way Taylor Heineke did? Yes, it was only one game, uh, but it happened to be the playoffs against, you know, the, the Bucks, the Super Bowl champs. So, I mean, and especially with the way he carried himself and the way the team uh, rallied behind him, um, he came back in after, you know, diving for the uh, touchdown when he separated his shoulder. Um, but who knows? We may already have it. Uh, but Taylor Heineke, I mean, he's not gonna get his uh, chance right now because we didn't pay Fitz Magic to, you know, ten million, you know, right. to, to sit on the bench. But right. then, of course, you know, we did pay Alex Smith, you know, the more than that to sit on the bench. <laughs> right. Uh, so I mean, either way. Right, right, right. So uh, third down says he thinks that Fitz Magic is gonna ball out this year with such a long season. We probably will see all these guys play. Most definitely, I'm knocking on wood. I'm hoping that Fitz Magic does not play bad in order for these guys to play, and I'm also hoping that he doesn't get hurt for all these guys to play. But hey, you know, Ron Rivera is gonna rock with the hot hand. It reminds me of, uh, um, I think it was Steve Spurrier when Steve Spurrier was here in D.C. Man. This guy was playing three or four quarterbacks, uh, you know, during that season. I mean, he'll have like two or three guys play in one game, like alternating, like actually, you know, like it, like, like, like if this is college. So that was very, very funny to me watching Steve Spurrier do that in the games. So Tiho says, um, I'm good. And I agree with Brandon as well. Last year for the, for the QB, we were so bad and much improved from the QB position. Uh, Taylor looked, so Jack, man, I'm I'm so impressed. Yeah, Taylor, look, the guy has picked up some muscle and he's ready, man. Uh, he didn't practice today because he was elbowed 
in the head. And, you know, he looked kind of funny. He looked kind of funny. I, uh, for those that watched the video about the OTAs, I had that picture up. Oh, man, I felt bad for him. Uh, Philip says, uh, did you see the bandage on Heineke's head today? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Uh, Tiho says, um, what do you think about the OTAs so far, Brandon and Manny? So, Brandon, I'm going to kick this one over to you. What do you think about the OTA so far? Like, what has jumped out to you? Um, uh, the play on defense, really. Uh, whether it's on Kaliki Hudson, uh, I mean, you've seen the one-handed interception today. Mm -hmm. uh, but especially with how many people we have, uh, it's all voluntary. And uh, for like, the first couple of weeks, it was only Montez Sweat and right. Chase Young out. Uh, and then uh, like this week, I believe it was Sadiq Charles. Um, I mean, we have like basically everyone there, and it's only OTAs, uh, mandatory mannequin starts next week. Uh, that's what stands out to me the most, and especially with um, how everyone is, especially with the tight end room, Logan mm -hmm. Thomas. Uh, he reached out to Samus Reyes as soon as we signed him, um, and how everyone's coming together, uh, trying to get everyone to learn the playbook, uh, to learn the system to where they're supposed to be at each same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, that's, uh, that, that sounds out to me in the most. Yeah, yeah. I've been impressed with the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you see guys like McCain out there getting interceptions. You see guys like uh, uh, St. Juice out there getting getting picks and Derek Ford. So I'm just really excited about this young defensive group. These like this these defensive back uh, guys. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. I know it's just OTAs. I know it's just practice. Third down says uh, Stephen Montez was probably. Uh, Steven, he, he, he's saying that Steven Montez probably elbowed Taylor Heineke to get some reps. I mean, I can definitely see something like that, man. I can definitely see something like that. Uh, let me see what Phil says. Phil says Steven Montez and Troy Ackby will be on the train out. Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be some major guys that get cut. Um, we have my guy Rod just joining the show. What's good, brother? What's good, man? Dude, my bad, bro. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> if anyone's watching, man, I think this is live, bro. I'm a Knicks fan, and, and they just they fucked up my whole evening, man. So, oh, man. my God. <laughs> oh, man. I feel you, man. Oh, what's going you, on, Manny, man? Man, I'm doing good. I'm a Lakers fan, and I'm a Wizards fan. So, you you, you know how, how I'm feeling right now. Bro. You know how I'm feeling so right facts. now. I'm not feeling too so good. Facts. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not feeling too good right now. Uh, oh but yeah, God. man, we talking everything. We talking OTAs. We talking, uh, you know, like what impact have you seen from the players in OTAs? You know, a lot of people don't read too much into the OTAs, but I mean, I like it. I like it because it just gives me somebody who's a content creator something to talk about. Number one, yeah. and then it it's like each each month you look forward to something. The draft, then. OTAs, then training camp, then mini camp, and things of that nature. So what have you seen so far that has caught your eye? Just listening to the press conference today, man, Ron was talking, you know, uh, and he was he was saying that they're pretty physical um, in the OTAs, and they're, they're still playing within the confines of the, you know, the, con the contracts that they have, uh, the players' agreement. But Heineke gets up, and he's he's got uh, seven stitches in his head now from getting elbowed by a, a running back, trying right. to you know, hand the ball off. So it's, it's crazy, man. Um, it's it's good to see the team showing up and wanting to improve mm -hmm. upon last season. It's a little disheartening to hear that you know um, Sweat and Chase Young didn't show up to OTAs, but it's it's 
it's not mandatory. So we have to obviously recognize that fact. Um, but they're they're hungry. They want to get better. So that's what I'm loving about OTA so far, man. Is that he talked about Sadiq Charles being better. Um, mm-hmm. He talked about you know Cosme showing up and, and wanting to, to perhaps fight for a position. So it's it's exciting, man. It's we're trending in the right direction. It, it's I don't know how to feel because we haven't really felt this way in a long time. So it's hopefully knock on wood, we got good things coming our way, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. So, I mean, we have some topics to talk about tonight. Uh, we got a debate. We got a great debate tonight. Uh, you know, you see me posting inside of the um, inside of like the group and I'm posting like different little camp battles. You know, yes. not 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 every camp battle means that the guys won't make it. It's more so who's going to get more snaps sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, tonight's debate, I might as well just go ahead and go there. Tonight's debate is Kelvin Harmon versus Antonio Gandy Golden. Mm. When you look at both guys, they both run a a 4-6. So they're not necessarily fast, but they're big-bodied guys that high point the ball. And I like both guys. I like both guys. But in my heart, I feel like both guys don't make the team. Brandon, do you believe that statement? Do you agree with that statement? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, and if you look at the rap score, uh, that's one thing. Uh, if you look at our previous drafts, uh, Vera, uh, they were all very high. Um, Antonio Gendy Golden, his rap score was like 6 uh, one, four, and Harmon was 4-5-1. One, one. Um, so it's both very low. Um, plus, uh, Harmon missed the entire last year with the ACL. Uh, and then AGG, he missed you know at least uh, 10 games. He only appeared in five. Um, I, I don't think uh, neither neither of them make the team. If mm. I were to choose, mm. I would choose Isaiah Wright over them. Uh, Isaiah Spicy. Wright was an undrafted rookie last year, um, and he actually uh, performed. Um, but one thing with Harmon uh, that I that did like uh, over the final seven games of his rookie year, he did average five targets per game, uh, roughly over 40 yards per contest, and three catches. So, I mean, they, they, he does have the production, um, but, but both of them are just injured way too much. Okay. Br- uh, uh, right. I want to yeah. get your take on this because Brandon is talking about two guys not being there. Like, what? He's saying that these yeah. two guys don't make the team, and he's not the first person to say it. On that YouTube video, everybody was commenting. Most guys said that they don't like neither guy. Like, so guys are mad at Harmon. Then you have the Harmon lovers like Phil. And then you have, you know, <laughs> then you have other guys, you know, saying, hey, AGG, you got to give him a chance. My whole take on it was AGG was a Ron Rivera guy. You know what I'm saying? So that's that yeah. politics of this is our guy. We drafted this guy. And then you have Harmon, who's coming off of injury. And we know that Ron Rivera does not mess with the injury stuff. Like if you're yeah. injured, he kind of like lets you go. He, he's not fooling with that injury stuff. But. What is your take on this, AGG Harmon? Talk to me. So it's it's interesting. I, I haven't heard both of them being cut. Um, I can see it, but it's so with AGG. It's it's kind of a dark horse for me because, and it's funny when Logan Campbell was a, the, the beat reporter last year, fourth round mm-hmm. pick, and she said, "Hey, he's a dark horse to make the team." And I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> he had that one run uh, last year, but. He ran much faster in the game than we all kind of expected. He ran high. He got popped in the chest. You're like, dude, get down, run a little bit more conservatively, and then never really saw any more action with him. 
Right. Harmon was a good possession receiver when he was playing with us, you know, the year prior to getting hurt. He kind of started to gel and, be, and become somewhat reliable option for the team. Um, I don't know if both of them get cut. I could see one of them getting cut right, right now. You know, the, the second of June, I can't tell you which one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to believe that because you just said Ron Rivera drafted AGG, he may have a little bit more, I guess, tied to him to try to help pull him along. Right. But Harmon has also looked pretty good coming from coming back from that uh, that ACL tear. Every mm-hmm. it's one thing we we saw RG three doing squats when he was coming back from the ACL square and chains on the you know the, the barbell whatever. But if if he can come back and and fight for that position, sometimes people when they're hungry. And when you 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 paint an animal, you know you're, you're back an animal to a corner. They become right. far more aggressive, and they do things that are unpredictable. I'm hopeful that that happens because we need someone other than F1 Ferrari, and then right. we need someone other than Samuel to right. be relied upon. And I can't look at Cam Sims as the number three yet. So right. who's going to be number three? I don't know. Dayami Brown, don't sleep on that. So? Hey, this dude. Look, okay. Here's how I look at it. They brought in Adam Humphreys for a reason. But I also think that Adam Humphreys is not safe because Dax Mill, cheaper, younger, has more thread on the tire, right? Yeah. So, you know. He that, talked about him returning punts today, too. You see? See? So so if, if Dax Mill is returning uh, punts, he's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he makes a team. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. then if Dax Mill is on the team, then, okay, are you keeping two slot guys? then does that mean that Samuel is going to be on the outside? So it's like a lot to think about and a lot to take in, but we all know that Dayami Brown is a lock. He Because, I mean, he was drafted in the third round, and he can be that next uh, third-round talent like a Gibson or Terry to shine. Yeah. So I like what he brings to the table, but I don't know if he's ready to start day one. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It'll be lovely. It would be lovely, but, um, I mean, we have Terry, Samuel, and then a bunch of question marks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From yep. Humphreys being a guy that 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 stays hurt to, I mean, Cam yeah, is going to teach us a lot. <laughs> and that's why I'm reluctant to say that both of these dudes are going to be cut because, like right. you said, you got the first two. You're going to probably carry six wide receivers, and if you're if you have four question marks, I don't know if I'm jumping out and saying I'm cutting these guys. And Brandon, I mean, you made you made great right. points. I mean, he got the stats to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's for me, I'm just like I don't know which way we're going to go with that. Absolutely. Phil Bay with St. Brown's definitely number three. So we'll see with hey, that, man. But Phil, Phil is a North Carolina fan. So you can't. Okay. Phil, okay. He's biased, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a regular <laughs> on the show. He's been on the show a few times, maybe four or five times. But yeah, he's biased, yeah. man. But I do like Brown. I do like Brown. Uh, he also said that Harmon is number five wide receiver. I can see okay. that. I can see that. But for me, man, it's all about what does he look like? Okay. So Mike from SW says, this is a tough question. Manny, I think you're right. The wild card is that AGG being a wrong guy. You know, I mean, it only just makes sense. It only just makes sense. Uh, yeah. We we haven't had a problem like this in a while where we're like, oh, we're going to cut some, some pretty good players. Right. Yeah. Um, Brandon, talk to me about, um, about uh, what's his name? Dayami Brown. What do you like about this young kid? Hey, Brandon, can you hear me? Okay, I think we lost Brandon for a little bit. Okay, it's, all <laughs> it's all good. So, um, Tiho said uh, Brown will, will make the team. Of course. I mean, he, he was drafted to be a semi-starter. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Brown 
when I listen to like different podcasts and things of that nature, I'm starting to listen to people's draft pod, right? To kind of see where the heads were, you know, were at. So my guy, the Burgundy Network pod, y'all go check him out. I was listening to his draft, my draft, and he was talking about taking Dayami Brown 51. Mm, so you, okay. if you're taking Dayami Brown 51, that just shows you how, uh, how highly touted this guy was. You know what I'm saying? He was definitely one of the top seven, top eight wide receivers that people were looking at in the draft. And for us to get him with our third, second round pick, this guy's going to be a steal. This guy's going to yeah. be a steal. Uh, third down says uh, Cam Sims will make a team just off of special teams. I agree with that statement. Cam Sims, to me, is a semi-lock to make the team. How do you feel about that, uh, Brandon? Uh, Cam Sims, uh, he was our second uh, most productive receiver last year. Uh, he actually played the second most snaps among the receivers last year as well. Um, I'm high on Cam Sims. I like him a lot. Uh, I say he is a lock to make the team uh, just because of his experience that he has and out of the receivers, of the bottom half group of the receivers, he has mm -hmm. the most experience. Okay, um, okay. That's why I, I think he's a lock to make the team. No, I feel you. I mean, I have him as a semi-lock. Um, I have him more of, more as a lock to make the team than Adam Humphreys. That's just that might be a spicy take, but that's how I feel about it. Phil says Dayami Brown is more than just a deep threat. Yeah, this this dude was out there running routes. When I look at wide receivers who go deep or run deep routes or get separation and all that stuff, I look at can you run routes? Because you look at a Tyreek Hill or Tariq Hill, however you say his name, he yeah. seemed like a one-trick pony. At first, you know, oh, punt returns. You know, I was thinking of that great return of Hester. I'm the, oh, okay, another Hester. Nah, this guy is running some real routes. In the last two seasons, he's shown that he can be a receiver that does it all, even at the height of, they say he's 5'9". I think he's more like 5'7". <laughs> but, you know, he does his thing. Um, speed so, kills. Speed kills. Speed kills. And that's why we have three guys who run a, a, a very high 40. You know what I'm saying? So mm – -hmm. When you have a lineup of Brown, Samuel, McLaurin, I think that's where this this wide receiver group is headed. You know, next year most definitely, those are your top three guys. When you have these three guys and a quarterback that can throw the ball, you know, we had quarterbacks that could check down last year, <laughs> but this year we 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 finally have guys that can throw the. I mean, you know, a couple guys that can throw the ball. Um, I know that the quarterback situation is not the best situation. We talked about quarterback before you hopped on ride, but yeah. I want to ask you the same question. Out of the four guys that we have in our quarterback room right now, including Spanish Jesus, <laughs> Steven Montez, I don't know where third down is in the chat, but he's coming with the Spanish Jesus uh, chats. <laughs> but uh, what grade would you give our um, our quarterback room? Hmm. Probably a C plus. Um, when when we first got Fitz, I was. I was living. I was like, this dude's a, a you know, a bona fide loser. Um, <laughs> but you, you have to. I, think, I don't have the numbers up right in front of me, but I think his, I think his record is like 57, 81, and like two or some shit like that as a starter. Mm -hmm. You know, right? But it's that. That's and, and I hate that we fans, media, like whatever. We look at the quarterback starting record as you know, indicative of whether or not he or she will. She's he or she. He can play the game. Um, and unfair to him, perhaps, is he's probably walking into the best defensive situation he's ever had on, on the other side of the ball for him, Fitz, that being Fitz. 
Um, I I'm reluctant to say, hey, it's a, it's a B or it's an A. That's that's foolish. I don't think Fitz has even <laughs> won a playoff game before. Um, but I think it's an improvement from last year. Um, nice. I was a big Haskins dude. I I wanted him to do well just because he's the fifteenth pick. You right. draft someone, you want them to do well, and you want to stop the constant search that we've had for decades now as Washington fans. Right. Um, but if we play conservative, meaning we don't necessarily put the entire game on Fitz's shoulders, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. Um, right. But allow him to stretch the field when necessary, but don't just chuck the ball on field because he has a large arm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's – I, I think we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We have to run run the ball, and then the quarterbacks will will get it done. But Fitz has to be our guy for sixteen games. We can't go back and forth and play you know quarterback roulette, and that's Thank the you. biggest thing. Stick to your guy and, and go sixteen games, seventeen games with him. Yeah, I almost said you know seventeen games now, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm crack I'm myself. I've been drinking a little bit, but I'm good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, um, and the funny thing is that me and Brandon both said C. Well, he said C, and I agreed with him. You know what I'm saying? I think C is fair. C is fair. B or A, that's just – you. I mean, you yeah. must be Fitz's cousin or family or something <laughs> like to give him a grade like that. But, no, C oh. is perfect. C is perfect. 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 I mean, it's like, to me, I'm excited about Fitz just for the fact that we haven't had a quarterback that can throw the ball since Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. You you can say whatever you want to say about Kirk Cousins, but one thing that Kirk Cousins gave me was hope. Hey, he was whether killing. he throws a pick six, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you want out of your quarterback. You want that guy, like, when he came back versus that Tampa game, he was like, you like that? You like that? Yeah, I was like, I like that. I like that because, you know, when you're losing, all you want is hope. You just want a quarterback to give you hope. And Fitz – whether his eyes is open or closed, he's going to throw that thing. And he's going to throw and throw and throw regardless of if he's connecting yeah. or not. And yep. to have the kind of weapons that we have, um, I'm not going to say that Fitz hasn't had these kinds of weapons. He has. He has. And he's only had like one or two good seasons. You know, I think they would have been in the playoffs last year had the stupid coach for Miami. He pulls Fitz and then goes with the young guy and. You see what happens. They go 10-6 and six and miss the playoffs. They should have made the playoffs. I think with Fitz, they probably win 11 games. But, you know, things happen. Yep. Things happen. So to transition a little bit, um, on defense, what player do you see this year as a sleeper? Who is your sleeper on defense? I'm going to start with Brandon. Um, The sleeper, uh, I would go Shaka Tony or Kaliki Hudson. Um, It's more of a position, really. Okay. I would say it's the other linebacker spot, uh, mm-hmm. opposite of Holcomb and Davis. Um, and if you look at the top five defenses, uh, they all have good middle linebacker play and free safety play. Uh, I was going to go with my boy Reeves, but with the signing of McCain, I can't uh, just because he's hardly going to see the field now, uh, which is sad. Uh, but I would have had to go uh, Shaka Tony. Um, and one thing about Shaka Tony and college, he's fourth all-time on Penn State's all-time tech list with 20 mm-hmm. and a half. Michael Parsons has six and a half altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and especially with the transition to, to defensive end from uh, outside linebacker. Right. I, the, you know, John Bostic, I mean, he's horrible against the run, and he's supposed to be taking up the last linebacker spot. So the, I see, the, you know, maybe Tony or even Hudson coming in, maybe you know, like week three, week four, and taking over from there. Absolutely. What about you, Rod? 
probably cliche here, but I'm going to go with Derek Forrest out of Cincinnati. So the, right. the safety position is, is a weird position group for us because you – a lot of fans hate Landon Collins. They say that mm-hmm. he plays better in the box. He's not really a good coverage guy. I get it. Right. Um, Curl played really well last year. Um, and I think that Forrest will at least enter the conversation. And I, Will he be a bona fide star? Probably not. But I think that he will – he'll play better than his draft profile said he will play. So that's why he's my sleeper. I think that he'll outperform what the draft gurus that he will do in this league. So, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so for me, I don't know if you guys have, if you guys have seen my video, but I posted a video yesterday about Khalid Hudson after he made that one-handed interception. I mean, he was a guy that was used all over in Michigan. You know, with that viper roll attacking the quarterback, and and they call him a box safety slash linebacker i guess he was what josh harvey clemens was supposed to be <laughs> so i'm excited <laughs> about colleague hudson this year especially if you have him playing that wheel linebacker position and you have jamie davis in the middle and then you have um um what's his name holcomb playing the sam i'm okay with that you know uh holcomb played the sam last year and played pretty well but what i've been hearing so from the chat these guys are dropping some nuggets down here uh somebody was talking about shaka tony possibly transition into outside linebacker. And I think the linebacker in position that Shaka Tony would fit because of his size, he's not a big guy. He's kind of like um, Ryan Anderson in terms of size, but maybe a little mm-hmm. slimmer, more athletic. So imagine Shaka Tony as a Sam linebacker, a guy who's standing straight up. He doesn't have the fingers in the dirt behind that front four. That's just another guy to go and attack the quarterback just to kind of get creative. So you kind of look like in the senior bowl, I believe they had him playing some outside linebacker, covering some people a little bit to kind of see if he's versatile. And, you know, Ron Rivera preaches that position flex. So Shaka Tony's definitely a guy that I'm looking at that can possibly transition to linebacker. You know, we're like, who the heck is playing linebacker, right? But I believe the team and Ron Rivera knows what he's doing. So look out for that. Look out for that as Shaka Tony is a guy who can step in, play the Sam, or play some kind of linebacker and then still be able to attack that quarterback position. Because when you you look at Kalik Hudson, he's a guy that played that Viper role. And then just imagine a lineup or a package that has Kalik Hudson and, you know, Shaka Tony going after the quarterback. With the front four, that's six guys deployed to going after the quarterback. So there's going to be some exotic schemes. I've also seen somebody in the uh, in the chat say Benjamin St. Juice. Yeah. I put up a video today. I've been dropping so many videos, but I put up a video today. It was Jimmy Moreland versus Benjamin St. Juice. And this is why. I'm not saying that both guys don't make the team. This is more so for snaps. Okay? Now, if Jimmy Moreland takes that next step, right, he's going to win that starting slot corner position, right? But if Benjamin St. Juice shows us that he can be a starter day one, what if we move Kendall Fuller to the slot, Benjamin St. Juice to the other side, opposite of William Jackson the third? I'm just mm. saying, it's just a theory. Rod, what do you think about that statement? I like his size uh, for sure. And, and- – if if nostalgia plays true, uh, Kendall Fuller was was absolute stud for us in the slot before you know he got traded for for Alex Smith a couple right. seasons ago. So um, 
I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I, I'd have to look at the salary numbers. And granted, just because someone's getting paid as an outside corner, you don't necessarily have to keep them there. Um, but it will be a point of contention, you know, for the for the team to say, okay, well, we're paying a safety a, a ton of bucks. We're not playing the outside corner, playing the slot. Um, yeah, but BSJ, he's he's got size. He, he's rangy as hell. Um, and the NFC East has been reloading on on wide receivers across the division. So if whoever let let the best man win the job, and that is all I'm going to say. So you you have to consider the price point, but at the same mm-hmm. time best man got to play. So if, if he outperforms and he makes a lot more sense on the outside, I'm all for it. Do it, man. Absolutely. I'm going to say three things and I'm going to turn over to Brandon. First thing I'm going to say is I understand that Kendall Fuller gets paid some decent money, but yeah. what counters it is that Benjamin St. Juice does not really get paid. So yeah. at least for this year, it kind of just works. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, cheap, cheap contract, <laughs> big contract, maybe, yep. We find a Kendall uh, Fuller replacement down the line, you know, two, three years from now. And so from that aspect of it, it kind of works kind of like how you have like overpaid wide receivers, overpaid tight ends. Right. And then a rookie, a rookie quarterback. And you kind of use that contract to kind of build out your team and fill other positions. So, yeah, I'm not too much upset about it if Benjamin St. Juice is the starter because, OK, we make up for it in what, um, you know, Kendall Fuller is getting paid on the on the inside now. Uh, shout out to my guy Peter. You guys go follow him, man. He does a great job on YouTube. Take this L Sports. Uh, he says that Jamin Davis is a freaking animal, bro. I can't wait to see what he does. I'm excited about Jamin Davis. Brandon, talk to me about uh, what were we just talking about? I'm just kind of all over the place. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, uh, kind of falling. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so which uh, which three combination do you like? Do you rather see William Jackson the third, um, you know, with uh, Saint Juice outside and uh, Kendall Fuller inside, or you rather Kendall Fuller and William Jackson the third and Moreland on? The I slide? mean, if it's not broken, you know, don't fix it. You know, like uh, as the saying goes. But uh, I don't get the Washington franchise and trade in. You know, to some of the best players. You know that they. For the, you know, basically a nobody. I'm not saying Alex Smith is a nobody, but he was almost there. Uh, look at you know, we traded Champ Bailey for Clint Portis, and then you know, like, <laughs> we traded the best slot corner in the NFL for a quarterback who is you know about to retire. Anyways, he comes here, plays seven games, you know, and breaks his leg, you know, and then then basically his career is over. Uh, no knock to him, I mean, but. Fuller, <laughs> um, he's best in the slot. Uh, Kansas right. City didn't know how to use him. They had him playing safety. I mean, exactly. obviously, they didn't watch every play. Uh, but <laughs> right. the, the best combination is Fuller in the slot. That Jackson, you know, um, you know, he'll allow us to play more men. Uh, but he's going to be on the outside, and ideally, to have Benjamin St. Just uh, to be on the opposite side. Right, him. right. And. Th- there's two things that makes me confident about ben, Benjamin St. Juice. Obviously, he has to perform in camp and earn it. They're not going to hand it to him. I like his size. 6'3", you can't teach size, right? Mm-hmm. He's strong. He's physical. He's more of a pass breakup type of guy. And this is the kind of guy you want to put on guys like uh, like the Kenny Galladay's, which, which William Jackson is going to shadow the best receiver. And I hope that they let this man travel. You know what I'm saying? I, I think so. if they let him travel – Man, he's going to destroy some guys. But also, 
Benjamin St. Juice, he's another guy that's similar to William Jackson in terms of being physical. That like they're gonna they're gonna jam you up, <laughs> they're gonna use their hands, they're gonna try to break up everything. And there was an interception that Benjamin St. Juice had against Terry McLaurin in practice, and everybody went crazy. I know it's just oh, practice, yeah. but those it's are things up. that you those are things that you want to see. Like you want to see a corner that can go up and get it. Mm-hmm. No, not to guys like Jimmy Moreland. Jimmy Moreland is like five nine. A buck yep. seventy nine, you know. God bless his heart. He be trying his best, but there's a reason why Jimmy Moreland was drafted in the seventh round. You know, he's people's corner fan favorite. I get it, but sometimes you just kind of you got to upgrade on every position and kind of put the emotions away. So let's see if Benjamin St. Juice can go into camp and take that position. So it's gonna be one of the. It's gonna be either or. It's gonna be either or. But when you have a St. Juice in there, it just makes your corners bigger. You know what I'm saying? When you have a Jimmy Moreland in there and you look at the corners, the receivers are laughing like, these are the guys, you know? But then when you add more size, more physicality, it just makes us better. And then Kendall Fuller in a slot, that's locked down. So all that stuff on the inside, just (laughs) that's over with. Then you still have a Jamie Davis who's going to help. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, it's some interesting things that we can do. But, Rod, I want to talk to you about this statement right here. I've been hearing all kinds of stuff. I had ProTech on my show the last uh, episode, and he told me that maybe that Bobby McCain was brought to the football team to play slot corner. Even though he's a free safety, and we need mm. a free safety. Damn, I forgot about him. Yo, bro, that we have we have stacked. <laughs> bro, depth. it's, it's it a is, good problem. <laughs> it is a great problem. Like, here we are. We're talking about sleeper picks. I'm talking about rookies. That right. could be a sleeper. You know, it's a sleeper. defensive sleeper. Holy shit! Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god, man! Hey, he picked off. Hey, he picked off Fitzpatrick today, and the players went crazy. I mean, yeah. this is something that we've been needing. Not just can he play the slot, uh, a corner position, man. There's times when we're gonna play five corners, yeah, or five defensive backs. You can disguise them, so you're gonna have a uh, 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 McCain in the slot. Yeah. Then he drops single high. You're like, oh, I thought he was on the slot. Now nah, he's dropping back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this guy yeah. slides over. I mean, we can do a lot of different exotic things with the defense. It makes me so excited. So it's yeah. not too far-fetched to think that he might be in the slot corner. I mean, we can do so much. That's when, crazy, bro. Man, I'm just so excited. They were talking to him. And he says, I'll play anything. I'll play any position. I am a defensive back. That's what he Thank said. You. I'm, That's what he listen, said. Del, when Del Rio spoke earlier, man, I was I'm typing in the chat. I'm looking at the, the live stream of the the football team, and he's like, "Hey, we got to focus on the back seven and getting turnovers and creating better opportunities for the offense." I was like, "Thank you. Let's go." Right. That's crazy. If you bring in a free safety who was was pretty damn good in the league last year as a free safety, you're like, you know, I'm going to move this guy to the slot. I'm going to move him move him down to the line of scrimmage a little bit more and let him bump some of the slot guys going across the field. Bump right. a tight end, whatever. Holy hell, man. If you're free safety, you can cover it. You have the versatility to move around. Absolutely. It's a good problem to have, man. And I'm looking at, you know, Phil Davis in the chat. He's like, hey, iron sharpens iron. Absolutely, yep. man. Yep. Yep. And depth is something that we have not had for so long with this organization. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a good problem. But I just – I asked the fans out there listening and watching, whatever, stop slandering the, the guys if they're – like, people were just – going crazy on Landon Collins or I'm like mm-hmm. listen 
you can root for other people on the team without exactly. saying the Landon College is garbage. He's exactly. he's not garbage. He's not garbage. He just plays a little bit differently from that strong safety position. But exactly. And and you know, Landon Collins, they say he doesn't want to play linebacker, but the way that we're going to play this year, which is having a lot of five defensive backs, he's going to be put into those positions. He's going to look like a linebacker, but, hey, you're playing closer to the line of scrimmage, which is yeah. what he loves to do. And, look, yeah. Landon Collins is only going to but add to our defense. He wasn't there last year. Bringing him back and bringing back big Matt Iodonis, they're only going to add. I don't think he's going to yeah. make, make the defense any worse. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I want Cam Carl to start. But we can't be slandering Landon Collins. If anything, we want him to play well. Even if he's yeah. not part of the equation moving forward, that can be a, a, a trade, a trade that piece. It can be a midseason trade, bro. Exactly. Exactly. For like a fifth or fourth round pick. I mean, I'll come on, it. guys. Yeah, we want we want Landon Collins to ball out. Like we yes. want let Landon Collins to ball out so much that the coach has to think, oh man, Cam Curl, Landon Collins. Wow. I'm having a tough decision, but shout out to uh, to Mike in the chat. He goes, he loves our corner situation. He said, like he said, like Rod said, Fuller was a beast for us in the slot. If St. Jude's yep. can ball out on the outside, that just makes the secondary that much better. I agree with that statement, Brandon. Do you have anything else to add to the corner situation or the defense uh, situation before I move on yes, to the next? Uh, Landon Collins. Uh, he did actually come out and say just recently that. Um, uh, that he is willing to play the uh, linebackers, uh, mm. uh, linebacker position in certain packages. Um, mm. So, I mean, he's not going to do it full time. But, uh, right, right. I mean, we don't need him to. Um, and I kind of feel that's what uh, we're going to be doing with our last linebacker spot is going to be switching it up between the, you know, either Kaliki Hudson or the Tony or even the safety spot. Uh, it's kind of the similar to the, um, what the Saints do, I do believe. Um, but uh, with uh, Collins, um, the, I mean, he came back later this year, uh, and he's going to be playing more to, to the line. Uh, I, I, I don't – I mean, Collins, he's going to have a strong year this year, that way. All right, so, guys, this is fact time, fact time. So – Today, 21 years ago, I became a fan 22 years ago, but 21 years ago today, the Washington football team signed Deion Sanders to a seven-year, $55 million deal. I have one message to Daniel Snyder. Stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that Daniel Snyder is actually changing because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. At that time, I was excited just because he was a name. You know, I'm like, oh, you got Deion Sanders and Champ Bailey and Daryl Green. This secondary is going to be nice. Secondary was okay. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, Deion Sanders was washed. <laughs> he was washed. Yeah. And what made this thing crazy was he was 32 years old, and we were giving this guy a seven-year deal. It's kind of like Jimmy Butler in basketball. He's 32 right now, and he's wanting that crazy amount of money at this age. So, uh, Rod, talk to me about your, like, what was your thought process when the football team or the Redskins then gave uh, Deion Sanders this amount of money and years? I was pissed, man. Dude, when, they, <laughs> when they gave him that money, bro, I was, I was pissed. Um, I'm 39 now, so doing the math, 21 years ago is, what, 18 years old? Mm -hmm. So I believe I had just um, 
I was a, probably a freshman or a sophomore in college. And it was a joke. Like, like you said, it was a big name and you're like, <laughs> okay, we're trying to do some big things. Snyder right. was new, you know, new to owning the team. Um, and he had to do that to kind of build excitement again. Cause we had been on the decline. Jack Kent cook was the, the, the owner before he passed rest in peace. Uh, but the team was on the decline since going to that Super Bowl early nineties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you need those big names, but Dion, like you said, he was he was past his prime. Prime took a big big pay deal from us. A lot of the aging stars were coming to DC to get that final paycheck. Um, what really hurt me the most though is when he he mm-hmm. got that deal, he retired like that after that season, right. stayed off the league for a year or two, and then went to the Ravens and, and actually played a hell of a lot better with Baltimore. <laughs> he did, he did, he did. Like, he did. So, <laughs> but they had a much better squad around yeah, him as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's that's we. I think that we are past that that era of Washington football. So yeah. I hope so at least. No more yeah. aging stars coming for paydays. Yeah, we're getting okay. like bargain players. And even if we do get an aging star, it's for like a veteran minimum deal, like an Adrian Peterson, you know, and that worked out. So I, I like what we're doing now, opposed yeah. to what, what we used to do, just throwing money away. Uh, Phil had a good point right here. He says, Landon Collins, McCain, Curl, Fuller, and William Jackson III all on the field at once. Crazy, you know what's crazy about this lineup is that these guys, besides Landon Collins, can kind of be moved around all over. But having these five guys on the field at the same time, I see some for I see some ball hawk uh guys, I see some guys that can that can tackle, some guys that, that are nasty that can hit you in the mouth. And if you have a lineup like this, it kind of helps with guarding tight ends. Tight ends have hurt us, and with a lineup like this, that mm. definitely means that Jamie Davis is going to be in the middle of the uh the field as well so i'm glad that we got some guys for tight ends this year some guys for running backs uh we're gonna really i really want to see how we tackle next uh a a guy um third down he had another good comment as well he says he still wants us to bring in aj Wright. how do you guys feel about the linebacking group right now right like what's going on i mean are you confident do you feel like some of the younger guys can step up and have a role i'm kind of worried for me, they they, they have think? to step up. They have to step up. Um, it's it's no longer next man up. It's hey, you're up. Let's come in the damn game and do the job. Um, aside from Holcomb coming back, is is Holcomb going to be the mic for us or is he? Um, is he I, I think he's going to be the Sam, like the strong side <laughs> linebacker. Okay. Um, that's where I see him because he he's not the wheel. He definitely can't cover. So yeah. and then in terms of having that smart guy in the middle, it's either going to yeah. be Jamin Davis or oh Bostic if they just love him so much. But um, yeah, I see Holcomb probably as as the Sam strong side uh, linebacker uh, this season. Yeah, agree. I mean, young guys got to step up. It, it, it is what it is. It's we're still not where we need to be, um, but we're we're a lot closer today than we were, you know, this this time twelve months ago. So, right, man up, let's do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey. So, uh, Brandon, hey, it's it's not that much of an issue if you think about it, because seventy uh, percent of the time uh, that we play this season, we're going to be in a four two five. Uh, right. That's I mean, most of the time we're only going to have the two linebackers, uh, so it won't be that much of an issue uh, with Holcomb and Davis. And with uh, Davis being on the field alone, uh, he can play all three slots. So either way, he's going to be on the field. Uh, but I mean, with him being in the middle, uh, our, right. last year our the rush defense was 13th in the NFL. Um, uh, I mean, it's okay, but it's not the, the best. Right. Uh, and that's that was our 
biggest weak point last year. And with Davis uh, being in the middle, I mean, the ball sick, you know, he can just go to the weak side to do what he's been best at his entire career, and that's coverage. I mean, yeah. and he's been, you know, his run support was, you know, his lack of, you know, the big negatives his entire career as well. Uh, so, I mean, it's not that big of a big of an issue. But, I mean, you know, the, if we can sign uh, KJ Wright, then, I mean, I definitely will. Right, right, right. I mean, if we can add KJ Wright, great. But like you said, we're going to be in, you know, 4-2-5 a lot. But the only issue is having a 4-2-5, we're going to have two of our best linebackers, which is all we have. We, we really just have two right now with guys like Khalif Hudson coming up. But the thing is, if somebody gets hurt, then we're in terrible shape. Like last year, Khalif Hudson was not ready to play, and we put him into a game. Um, matter of fact, I think he started like maybe two or three games. In one game, he had his best game where he had, you know what I'm saying, he had some <laughs> Rod said, Trey Boston. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, just, I just saw that in the chat, man. I just, <laughs> I'm just responding, yeah, man. man. I'm, I'm reading yeah. the chat at the same time and listen. Yeah, I man. think I have like 80 or some shit like that, man. I'm, yeah. I'm all over the place. Well. I've been, been doing the same, man. Like I'll get to a certain point then kind of pause and and yeah, I don't think we need Trey Boston, man. We're good. Like, look, this guy has rejected us three times. Okay, he rejected us three times, and you know what? It, look, I rather have McCain than Trey Boston. I've said it in previous uh, videos. I've said it in previous uh, podcasts. Um, so I'm just glad that everything happened how it happened. But yeah, the only thing that kind of scares me a little bit about the you know the linebacking situation is that if somebody gets hurt, you know, other than that. Playing that four two five is going to be great, um, but at the same time, injuries. We have to make sure that we are deep at all positions, just not a few positions. We're good at the defensive backs. I believe guys like Derek Forrest is going to have an impact. There's a lot of guys that we have brought in that are going to take over that special teams role. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're trying Acby at corner. Just let the guy go, man. Let the guy go. It's, it's you know, when Scotty Brooks gets fired tonight, from the Wizards, he needs to just go ahead and take Troy Ackley's hand, and they need to just go ahead and go to the airport together. You know, it, it's over. It's over. Thanks uh -huh. for your services for the D.C. Uh, uh, fan base, but yeah, it's time for you to go. So um, OTAs, they're just kind of just experimenting and just trying every single thing out just to see what works. I wouldn't even be surprised if, if they put uh, uh, Ackley at receiver, <laughs> you know, but we already have enough receivers now. They should have tried it last year. I mean, he was a receiver that converted to safety Maybe he was better off as a receiver than he was safety. You know, that's just a tough transition. Yeah, hey, a Dunbar doesn't happen every single time. Yeah, you grab a guy and you switch him and it looks good. It looks nice. But it's like four years of training. You know what I'm saying? I think that the franchise has, says, hey, we're done with Acby. The same way that we were done with Jerron Christian, we're just done. You know, some some projects just don't work. Just, you know, sometimes. tackle well and took horrible angles. It took horrible took angles. Me. You know, but he's a decent player on special teams. You know, yeah. I get that. But, hey, you can always find a guy that's decent on special teams and more than decent on defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with Ron Rivera, I love what he's doing. He's getting guys that can do multiple things. That's why, you know, guys like Harmon that we've talked about, and you know, uh, the AGGs of the world, if those guys don't sp play special teams, those are going to be the first candidates to get cut. If you're not doing multiple things, you're going to be out of here. Ron Rivera – also today, Spanish Jesus, Steven Montez, wow. he had him doing some non-quarterback football drills. Ron Rivera said that he's willing to use Steven Montez in other roles because 
he has to be ready because of the pandemic is not gone. You know, things can happen, contact tracing. So Ron Rivera is taking every single avenue to get guys that do multiple things. So we might see a Steven Montez playing tight end. We might see him playing uh, uh, running back. <laughs> you know, you might see him, you know, uh, holding the ball, you know, after like, you know, field goal units and stuff like that. So it's just cool to see that all hands are on deck and people are getting trained up in different positions for emergency. You know, these are situations that you got to prepare for. You don't want to be do like the Broncos. That, do, 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 yeah, do, definitely want to be like the Broncos with a quarterback, <laughs> wide receiver. That was, I felt so bad. It was fun to watch, but because I'm not a Broncos fan, but as a Broncos yeah. fan, I would, I would want to kill myself that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does that mean? What does that mean with, for Montez as a quarterback though? Cause you got to, you got to realize last year when they were going through the, the quarterback roulette, they brought in a dude who was studying mathematics at ODU, mm-hmm. yeah. Heineke, to play quarterback over Montez. That's and then now you talk about using him as a gadget guy. Like, is he even a quarterback? Yeah. Right. I don't think he's a quarterback. I, I, I think he has a lot of work. You know, he's on a training camp for a reason. You know, he's a training camp for – I mean, sorry, practice squad for a reason. And the team doesn't trust him. I mean, I, it's just obvious. It's My obvious. quarterback rating goes from a C plus to a D minus now. If Montez is in the QB room. <laughs> I know. I feel that you. I feel you. Completely, man. Hey, and 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 I'm okay with that grade because it is kind of scary, right? You're on the practice squad. You would think that you know the offense. That should have been the guy that we go to next. But I felt like they went Heineke just because he knows the system. I think I think that's what it was. Heineke knew yeah. the system. And he just wanted just a quick fix, a guy that you don't got to teach the playbook to or just have that little sheet on your arm. And, you you know, you call them the same four plays. So I think that's why Taylor Heineke came into the picture. And he played well. You know, Taylor Heineke has been a guy that's bounced around. You know, he's been in, in the system for a while. You know, so it's just not like a guy off the street per se. You know, he's been around training camps. He's gotten cut over here, over there. So I think that he was just more prepared to be an NFL quarterback than Steven Montez. But Steven Montez is going to be a project, man. He's going to be a project. <laughs> He's going to be on that practice squad and, and that practice yeah. squad until they say, hey, you can't practice squad no more. Brandon, yeah. what's your take on Steven Montez trying out uh, different positions in OTAs? Uh, it's probably the only way that, that he has a chance of making the roster. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, I do believe we only originally even signed him uh, initially last year. Uh, because of the whole pandemic thing, and so we could have a, a, an extra quarterback. Um, so, uh, and especially with uh, the effort that we, you know, that, uh, as you just said, you know, we uh, Heineke was, you know, doing math classes before. So, as quarterback on this roster, I mean, definitely not. Um, maybe practice squad quarterback. Right. Um, but that's about it. Uh, if I mean, he could do the uh, Tebow effect. I had to throw that in there. Um, and switch to tight end. Um, and then, you know, he could have a, a really good chance at uh, a career in the NFL. But, right. you know, who's to say if he does switch to a different position? That, I mean, because we've already even, even seen him play, that, you know, as a quarterback. Right. I mean, you know, so we're already going to write him off as a quarterback. I mean, you know, he hasn't hey. even really got a chance to play. 
Right. I mean, and that's kind of how Taylor Heineke kind of was, you know, just kind of bouncing around, just sticking around, just learning and learning and learning. He's going to get an opportunity to play quarterback, but it's going to be years down the line. I don't think he's going to get a chance on this team. It may be a scenario where we draft a quarterback next year and then we get rid of Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen. Then he might be a nice, cheap piece for a third quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So you just never know. Third down is part of the Spanish Jesus slash Steven Montez club he's the president of that club actually he says steven montez is 6'5 he's 240 pounds and he runs a 4'6 yeah that's nice uh try him out at tight end i mean we got a guy that that's never played tight end you know trying out at tight end so you know why not get all the athletic guys as possible Samus Reyes looks damn good doing it he though. does he does he does he does. I had to fucking take my phone away from the wife, get off the IG, turn away. <laughs> Dude's built like fucking Adonis, man. Yeah. But he's yeah. he's catching the balls with his hands, and that is yes. probably one of the most encouraging signs for any young receiver, tight end, whatever. He's yep. not making body catches. Yep. yep. You can tell. <laughs> I'm like, just looking at what Bill Davis just wrote, man. <laughs> yes, Montez should not be allowed in the QB room. When he put the damn coat on Heineke last in the damn playoff game, like he was a pit name slip back. I said, oh, Who the man. hell is this dude, man? He was breaking the ball. I mean, he was from yeah. camp. I said, Hell no, nah, man. You can't be my quarterback doing that shit. All right, all right. Hey, I would take Tayamu as well. I know you talking about Tayamu on that last uh, chat that we had before. Yeah, Tayamu, man, you know, he's a guy that played at Ole Miss, you know, had some pretty good wide receivers, so I will not be mad at that. So let's go ahead and get to the last topic of the night. Um, now, this question right here is interesting. So it says, um, it's time to start to pay our homegrown talent, right? We've been letting players go for years, for years, for years. It's time to start paying our homegrown talent. We've drafted some guys. That's what sucks about when you draft guys in the first round and and they hit, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like, okay, you got to go ahead and pay these guys. Oh, man, we got Orn the Warpath dropping in. What's good, brother? What's good? So my question to you guys is, who are the next three guys to get paid? I'm going to start with, with Brandon, and then I'm going to go to Rod. Uh, first and foremost, uh, it'll be Jonathan Allen. Uh, he's definitely going to pay uh, I just realized this earlier that uh, this past year, uh, it was his first season as a defensive tackle when in the NFL when he was a defensive end uh, previously. Um, so I mean, and he was ranked as the 18th best interior defensive lineman this past year. Uh, and plus, he is uh, the, the leader of our defense. Uh, um, so I mean, he would be first and foremost. And then, I mean, I would just go right down the. I mean, it's about keeping our D line together. Uh, I mean, uh, both uh, Duran Payne and Montez Sweat are both coming up as well. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we have you know roughly sixty plus million in cap space, uh, um, and that's why we're releasing guys like Morgan Moses because when we have you know Cosme or the Lucas to, to play, we have two several you know more than you know, good guys to actually be able to play the position. You know, we have to, you know, free up as much cap space as possible to be able to sign those three. Um, I mean, those are just my top three because we also have McLaurin coming. Uh, yeah. Thomas, Logan Thomas is, you know, his contract is up this year as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's about keeping the D line together. Absolutely. What about you, Rod? Yeah. So, I think Allen definitely needs it. Um, 
don't really have to further expound upon that. I, I, <laughs> I think Terry is one that you, even though he's playing on that rookie deal, I think you get Terry paid now. Um, he deserves it. He's, he's, yep. he's paid above, he's played above and beyond his draft position. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a less than salary cap year. So you kind of take advantage of that. You got some cash right now, give him his money up front where you, Roster is probably fairly gelled right now. You're not making any late splashes. Pay him up front now, and then when mm-hmm. the salary cap is projected to go up again, you're going to have a guy who's being paid handsomely. But now it's a it's a damn discount and bargain, truly. Right. With the rest of the guys who are getting paid, so you bring in the free agent wide receiver in Samuel this year. Pay your homegrown guy as well. Play Jonathan Allen, and then I would like to keep Brandon Sheriff if possible. Um, and I say you got to pay him as well. So that's probably the three that I'm looking to pay and just get them extended long-term. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, my three is you got to go ahead and get the Allen, in, Allen deal done now. If you don't get yeah. it done now, like this summer, he's gone. You know, all that stuff about, you know, what to do next year. If he's franchise tagged at any moment, any point in his lifetime with us, he's gone. That's disrespectful. The franchise tag needs to be destroyed. I think it's just disrespectful to just get players on a franchise tag to where they could get hurt and their career could be over because there's no guarantees. You just get that money and that's it. I don't like that franchise tag. But then again, football is a sport that you can't really have no emotions either because if I'm the owner, I don't want to pay you too much money to where you get hurt and now the money's gone because you got hurt. So there has to be – something that the NFL works out to where a percentage of the salary goes to you over a course of time, maybe not right away, you know, like, Oh, Oh, you're done. You signed a $120 million non, I mean, fully guaranteed contract like Kirk did. Okay. Oh, you're mm-hmm. done. ACL you're done for life. Okay. Here's 120. Bye Kirk. Have a nice life. Happy retirement. But now I'm out <laughs> on 120. And, you know, I don't even know how it works with affecting the cap (laughs) as well. So I will say this. Get the Jonathan Allen deal done ASAP. That's number one. I think that Brandon Sheriff is gone. Um, He did say today, he did say today that he is, um, he's excited. He's excited. A-Rod, Brandon Sheriff is excited. I mean, he was, you know, talking about Samuel Cosme. And he was talking about that he wants to return, but his agent is going to handle all of that. So that's encouraging. That's encouraging right there. So it shows that he's still part of the plans of what the team is, you know, doing right now and things of that nature. So <laughs> Rod is out here praying for Sheriff. Yes, Funny, Sheriff I could. <laughs> I feel you. Sheriff could re- could return, but I just think that, like I said, that franchise tag thing is disrespectful, and you've disrespected the man two, two, two years in a row. So now you got to pay him $20 million a year. I mean, it's it just it- – it feels like Kirk Cousins era all over again in the yes. era being R-R-O-R, meaning you're continuously franchising a guy that deserves to be truly extended. And mm-hmm. the, for them not to come to some sort of contractual agreement, yep. I don't know if it's Ron Rivera. And it's I didn't draft Brandon Sheriff, so I'd have no allegiance to him. Exactly. But damn, man, you got to look at the, the numbers. He, right. he deserves it. Mm-hmm. So someone needs to be standing up on the desk and saying, pay this man – um, the offensive line has continuously been an Achilles heel for this organization. We've had great right. left tackles. We've been fortunate with that, mm-hmm. you know, um, but 
we got a guy who we drafted as a tackle, moved him inside as a right guard, and has been an all-pro type player, pro bowler. Right. You got to keep him. So if, if he walks, hopefully he doesn't walk for some sort of conditional pick. And that's the thing that really pisses <laughs> right. me off. Move him for a true asset. Do not right. let him walk and then say, well, we won't sign someone so we can get a third-round <laughs> right. pick. Through that, right. man. All right. No, thank you. I feel you. I feel you, man. So after Allen, then my next guy is Terry. You got to get Terry done now, Terry McLaurin, because if you don't get Terry McLaurin done now, it's going to be 24. I mean, like the wide receiver money is going up and up and up and up. And we've seen history tells us if you get a deal done early, it becomes a discount three to four years from now. You know what I'm saying? So right now you can get Terry $20 million a year. You wait you're talking about 21, 22, 23. It goes up and up and up and up. And especially if he balls out this season, I would love for mm-hmm. something to get done this summer. You know, yeah. I mean, he's entering what year three, right? So next mm-hmm. year is contract year. <laughs> this, this is the time to get it done. There's no fifth year option on this guy. You got to get the deal yeah. done before he breaks out. I, I think he's going to have a heck of a season this year. After this season, the price goes up. <laughs> so if yeah. they're smart, you want to get the deal done now. But, of course, his agent is talking to him and telling them, you know, the market, hey, this is what could happen. Hey, don't take a deal now. Take a deal later. So that's uh, – Terry is one of my guys to get paid right away. And then the third guy has to be somebody on a defensive line. I know we can't keep everybody, but you got to sign as much as you can, even if you got to trade them later. You know, there's no problems with signing a Jonathan Allen now and then trading him a year or two from now. You know, the thing is, like you said, you can't be letting guys walk for nothing. That's where I have an issue. So if you're going to trade a guy, you trade a guy. If you're going to sign a guy, you sign a guy. Don't let it get to the last uh, uh, moment. Oh, we was going to get a deal done, but we didn't get the deal done. So now I'm sorry. We just take a discount. No, I'm not taking no discount. (laughs) You know, and then it becomes that whole franchise tag stuff and then this and that, this and that. So those are my three guys. Uh, Just anybody on on that defensive line, because I believe that our – championship window or our playoff window is now you know what i'm saying as long as this defensive line stays together this is our window you can't say oh we're not ready no i'm talking super i'm talking playoffs i'm talking contention why not if we're not talking super bowl and contentions then what's the point of watching what's the point of playing you play to win the game you don't play just to play it right <laughs> so i mean every time if i'm a player and i step out on the field i'm playing to win you know, those who play fantasy football with me, I take over a sorry team and I'm building my franchise and I'm making trades and all that. I'm playing to win. Folks are like, you're going to rebuild? Rebuild for what? I'm playing to win. And sometimes it takes trading that first round pick. Sometimes it, it, it takes trading all your picks to get the right quarterback. You know, it, it, sometimes you have to mortgage the future if it's for the right guy. I know the RG3 thing scared us. I didn't like the RG3 thing. And I'm kind of glad that we didn't trade three three first-rounders for a quarterback this year. Before we get off here, I want to say something, and I want to get you guys' opinion on this. People were willing to trade three first-round picks for a guy like Deshaun Watson, and I was okay with that because I know what I'm getting in Deshaun Watson. I know what I'm getting in Aaron Rodgers. I know what I'm getting in Russell Wilson. Those Some people said, no, I don't want to trade all of that for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or whoever. But they're willing to trade three first-round picks for a guy like Zach Wilson or a guy like Trey Lance that we've never seen play. So I don't get fans sometimes. You know, 
You can trade three. <clears throat> look, if I'm trading three first round picks, this dude better come in here and and and, and be and be Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? But there's no guarantees in rookies. What is your take on that, uh, Rod? I'm, I fully agree with you, man. It, it blows my mind when you have established all pro talent, established Pro Bowl talent that's available. If you think you're going to make the splash, make the splash for that guy. Um, I, I hate the – you have your known knowns and your known unknowns. A rookie is a known unknown. I don't know what Trevor Lawrence is going to do. I don't know what Zach right. Wilson is going to do, what Trey Lance is going to do. You know, Justin Fields is going to do. Um, yeah, I, I would have loved to have – and it sucks that Deshaun Watson's going through all the legal issues right now and um, he's not being d- deposed until February of next year. Um I hate to move picks unless like it's truly going to be that guy just because I'm so burned by 2012. Exactly. Um, it was it was fun for that good season. Um, but it's like I bought a pack of condoms, only used one, and then the, last, <laughs> you know, the other one just burned up in a fire. So it's, <laughs> don't, don't want to oh, do that man. again, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Brandon, you had, the one, you, had the one night, you had the one night girl thrilled, and you turned on the lights, and you're like, dude, she's missing a leg and three teeth. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yes, sir. <laughs> Can't do it again. Oh, man. Depending Brandon. On the, depending on the situation and the team, um, uh, look at the 49ers. Uh, basically, uh, you know, Trey Lance could complete their whole team. Uh, they could, you know, he can make them compete now, uh, contend now. Um, but as a question, uh, trading three first, um, definitely not. Um, I don't know if one player in particular is worth it. Uh, I mean, even look at how much the Chiefs traded up to, to get Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, he won, you know, the, the, you know, we all know all of his stats and everything, but I mean, I mean, he's not Tom Brady, and even Tom Brady. I mean, you know, no player is worth you know three first round picks and then some. Uh, you know, just for the simple fact that, uh, that there goes your first round picks for the next three years, and then you're stuck with a, at least a second round pick uh, after that. And you know, by uh, it's just not worth it, in my opinion. Right. No. But, uh, the, the, for a, the, a, a veteran, proven quarterback. Um, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't trade three first for any particular player. No, uh, I mean, I, definitely not. Go ahead, go ahead, go I, ahead, right? I, I know I'm not hosting. I'm sorry, y'all. No, 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 no you good, bro. Show, but I want to <laughs> no, ask you good, bro. Brandon now, though. If if that pick, if those if those picks that you trade away turn to a Lombardi next year, would you still not want to do it? I mean, oh, we I can't tell the future, but. <laughs> I mean, like, no, that, I, 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 I see what you're saying. I mean, uh, it's a chance that you would have to take. I mean, yeah. but it's all about, uh, for example, um, everyone was talking about, you know, trading for you know, a quarterback this year. I mean, this year, no, I wouldn't do it because, I mean, we would still have a, uh, if we traded three first this year, uh, we would still have a hole at middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Davis would not be on our team. Uh, so, I mean, we would still not be able to stop the run. Um, so that, that's why I was saying, you know, basically depending on the situation of the team, if we were basically a quarterback away, then yes, definitely, you know, I would trade three first round picks, you know, the, the, and then some to get the right. quarterback that I feel that, that can lead us there. But I mean, with how our team is actually right now, that there's no way I'm trading three first round picks right now for our quarterback. When we still have the you know holes at the safety, and we just did that after the draft with McCain, and then you know the, with um, 
uh, Davis, a uh, middle linebacker, and we still have a hole at the weak side linebacker. Yeah, so, I mean, right. with given everything up right now, no, definitely not. But if we were just one piece away, yes. I mean, it makes sense because that's kind of how I was thinking as well. I didn't want to trade anything this year, meaning that we had so many holes. <laughs> we had so many holes. And even though we have Logan Thomas, I still felt we had a hole at tight end because Logan Thomas, is, his contract is coming up. He might say, hey, y'all done played me into a nice little tight end. I, I feel like I'm a top five to top seven tight end now. That's that's his mindset. You know, he's probably like top 12. But either way it goes, he's a starting caliber tight end and he's going to want to get paid. So it's like we had all these different holes. But as we continue, continue to build this roster with the right quarterback, look, I'm all in. We got the weapons. We have the defense. You're not going to be solid at every single position. You know, we're decent at offensive line right now. And I believe that after this season, it's time to start pushing for contention. Like, I mean, what more What more do you, do you need? And if we get a quarterback, right, and if these draft picks, like a quarterback that's going to be leading us to, you know, NFC East, you know, titles and, you know, NFC championships and stuff like that and Super Bowl contention and stuff like that, that means that draft pick is going to be like in the late, you know, 20s, late 30s anyways, right? And we still have our second round pick. So, I mean, I get it goes both ways. But I'm telling you right now, if Green Bay calls us and says, hey, give us three first round picks for Aaron Rodgers, I'm doing it right now. I don't care. I think that Aaron Rodgers with this roster can take us as far as we want to go. You have the weapons. You have two to three really good wide receivers. You have a decent tight end. You can improve there, right? But then we also have to remember guys like Aaron Rodgers, they bring their friends over. What happens next year when he says, hey, Devontae Adams, take a one-year deal. Come over here. Let's get this championship. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm oh, just those, saying. Those anything. dudes didn't even show up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Did not, did, they didn't show up to OTAs. They didn't show up. Green Bay. They didn't show up. And you, do you know what I heard? This is what I heard. I heard that Aaron Rodgers can be – you can – he, he'll, he'll probably play this year, but then they can move him next year. It it makes it him tradable next year. They'll save $16 million next year if they trade him after this season. Now, Devontae, he comes off the books after next season. So it's some politics going on. They all might just band together, just give this thing one more shot this season, and I think next year they're all gone. Rodgers hmm. is gone. And if Rodgers – if you can trade for Rodgers next year, it might even be deeper. It might even be cheaper. He's a year older, you know what I'm saying? Uh, then a guy like Devontae Adams, like, you just never know. All I know is like all like people click up and go to teams. You just never know. You got a really good defense. You got an up-and-coming defense. You have a good coach. The front office is solid. All we're missing is a quarterback. Whether we draft one, you can still draft one and still get, a, get a Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying, and have that guy sit behind. You know, there's some pretty good quarterbacks coming out next year, so – um, that's going to be a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode. Rod, I want to appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, tell yeah. the fans where they can find you on social media and tell them about everything that, that you have going on. Definitely, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm Rod. You know, I, I run the Washington Football Addicts, formerly Redskins Addicts. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at, uh, at WF Addicts. It's on the screen under my under my photo right now. Uh, Facebook, search up Washington Football Addicts. You'll see the page and you'll see the group. Join the page, like the page, which will lead you to the podcast content. Join the group for some good 
um, trash talk and camaraderie uh, for the Washington football team. And uh, we've been doing it since 2015, established the group because I was sick of the quarterback infighting, but I've, <laughs> I've learned the past six years, we're always going to fight about the quarterback position. So it doesn't matter, but it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good time. I really appreciate it, man. And, and man, thanks for having me on. Sorry. Sorry. I was late. Like I said, I was good, drinking bro. a little bit too much haterade with the Hawks beating my Knicks up, man. So yeah, man, it it's all good, man. Hey, I can say that the <laughs> Facebook group is off the chain. I love it. I've been part of it since it began. You know, I got on Facebook and I said, man, I got to get into some Redskins groups, man. And I just found some and yours popped up and I got in, uh, you know, uh, some other ones. And I just been part of the group, man. And um, I enjoy the group. I mean, we talk real. We talk real in that Facebook group. So you guys need to definitely hop into that group. I mean, we keeps it real. Uh, Brandon, appreciate you hopping I, on the I show, need, man. I need yeah. the homie meet ST21 to show up to the group too, man. I just realized that was you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Oh, hey, Brandon. Yes, sir. He just figured out who you was, man. Oh. SC21. Yes. I just. Oh, I, oh. So, oh Twitter, man. I, dog, I just. I yeah. mean, you've been, you've been chopping up with me you, since I was. I was yeah. on man chat before, whatever. I just realized that it's you right now, man. So I appreciate yeah, yeah, you. Brandon's cool as shit, man. You're, you're yeah, cool. he I, is. I, I actually meant to like put the uh, Mies, uh SC21. Yeah, um, yeah. But I actually put my name. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And what I've been doing like the past, I want to say, two months is that I've just been collecting fans and content creators. We just come together and we just talk, man. You know, you have like some shows. Oh, I'll bring, look, anybody who wants to come on, it was supposed to be like five of us or six of us tonight, but I'm not going to call out the people who didn't make it. It's all good. It's all good. You know, they'll have an opportunity Ooh. next time. <laughs> my brother, I, I ain't feeling too bad no more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's some guys oh, that God, just man. didn't even make it tonight, man. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, let me see. I think T-Hall asked one question, and I'm going to answer it before I go. Says, I'm so conflicted about getting a quarterback or wait for the draft. I mean, we just kind of have to play it by ear. We're going to kind of see how the offseason flows because there could be a scenario where Aaron Rodgers is released, which sounds crazy, but he could be released and then they can give him like respect to, hey, pick your team. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. But, you know, if they wanted to, that can be a sign of respect. Hey, pick where you want to go and, you know, thanks for your services, especially if they win a Super Bowl this year. I still think Aaron Rodgers wants out anyways. Either way it goes, I think he's done. He just wants out. So, Maybe he wins them a Super Bowl, and then he gets to choose his team next year. So you got, you you have to look at the market and see what is the market saying. You know, who are the – maybe Deshaun Watson gets cut. I don't know. So a lot can happen between now and next summer. So you just can't really just say, hey, I don't know what, what to think. And maybe a quarterback that we really like, knocking on wood, maybe gets hurt and slips in the first round. So a lot of things can happen. A lot of different scenarios can happen. So I'm not too much worried about what we do at quarterback. All I know is that we are going to get a quarterback. Hey, Brandon, tell the people where they can find you on social media and you can plug anything um, you want to plug. Uh, you can find me at Twitter, uh, Mies, uh, M-E-S-A-T, M-E-A-S-T, uh, 21, S-T-21, uh, Sean Taylor. Um, but that's pretty much all I have for social media. Uh, just for it. But I'm about to be starting my own podcast, uh, YouTube uh, thing. So uh, in the future, uh, sometime, hopefully. 
Um, Good shit. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, man. Hey, once again, everybody who's in the chat, Phil, T-Ho, Third Down, Warpath, just so many names, man. I appreciate everybody who has come on tonight and chopped it up with us to make this show a success. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate the love. If you guys are new to the channel, please um, subscribe. Please like. Please share. Uh, I'm dropping content just about every day. Sometimes I drop two videos. I got the uh, Dax Mill versus Humphreys video up. I got the AGG versus Harmon. I got the Khalid Hudson video. And today I just dropped the Jimmy Moreland and Benjamin St. Juice. So you guys check that out. This is the show. This is the crew. You're listening to the Back Row Redskins show, and we are out. Y'all have a blessed one, man. Peace. Peace.